0: I don't look at exercise or train smart as you beating your yourself to the ground and you you know having to lay down in a in your puddle of your own sweat um, that there's a time for that but there's also the time just to keep your body moving and a simple walk is one of the most important things that that you could do for your health
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 20 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the CEO and founder of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Fit Life Formula is a show dedicated to the members of Advantage Strength, but also to anybody uh, around who's looking to live a healthier, happier life and uh, continue moving, keep uh, being active with family and friends, and just living a, a great life well into their later years and uh, today on the show we're going to be talking about mindset um, and and several other things like what really is a great mindset when it comes to fitness where should your brain be and to talk about this uh, I brought on a a who someone who's now become a good friend but he is the coach of your coach he is um, a guy that I was introduced to uh, four years ago and you Know, I, I started doing some coaching and, and this is a good act to follow. Um, so from Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, and Gabriel Fitness and Performance, Vince Gabriel has joined us today. Vince, what's going on?
0: What's up, Brian? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this.
1: No problem. I know it's uh, you, usually it's you leading the conversation, uh, <laughs> that's right. But, um, no, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because it's been a, a deep, deep part of your culture there, and um. You know, it's something that has has shown your members a, a ton of success and your community a ton of success. so um, I'm excited to to dig into this with you. Um, first of all, before we get into that, I the reason that I kind of that we got to know each other and the the reason that I started doing some some coaching with you is because we have similar stories in terms of in terms of where we're coming from. You're a former collegiate athlete a football player at temple. You've mentioned it a few times in some of your other uh, (laughs) publications. Um, but, uh, former collegiate athlete, you do the whole thing. You get out of school, you want to stay in sports. You keep training athletes, um, talk a little bit about that. And then how did you end up transitioning to helping adults? And now you have one of the largest, most successful training gyms in the country. Um, so, talk a little bit about that evolution and and how you got there.
0: Yeah, so I I started. It, it's funny. It's when I like to tell the story. I like to almost go way back, and and it really kind of shows the roots of my uh, start in the fitness industry. But when I was in sixth grade, I uh my, I started playing football, and the weight limit to play football was one hundred and forty pounds. And in sixth grade, I weighed like one hundred and sixty five. And so I actually had to lose 25 pounds in sixth grade to play on the eighth grade football team. (laughs) So a sixth grader that needed to lose 25 pounds. So I was a big kid. I was always a big kid. And that was my first experience with fitness is in sixth grade having to go on a diet and having to go and run around the block and here my mom is trying to lead me toward this she's like here take these pills like i think at one point i was taking appetite suppressant pills <laughs> like i think that's a form of child abuse i really do but i think i was at one point i was taking a- appetite suppressant pills and my mom like didn't know she was like here i found these on weight watchers here take these son i had to, you had to lose 25 pounds and i had like 4 weeks to do it and i ended up doing it and but that was like my first question i was the worst player on the football team i was at, i was in 6th grade playing in the 8th grade team so not only was i the, the 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 most out of shape fattest kid on the team i was also the worst and but that was like my kind of introduction to fitness And then I went on to obviously become a a pretty decent high school football player. And I actually played in college. I played four years um, at Temple University. And, you know, it's funny. It kind of worked its way all over again and found myself. I finished playing football at Temple and I was 295 pounds when I played. That was the heaviest I ever was. And I was just like at 295, I was done playing football. And I'm just like, I need to get my life together. Like at that time, I was just focused on football and I had this kind of desire to really get in the best shape that I could and to, you know, lose. I had like 17 chins. It looked like I was like, you know, crazy. Uh, So like my face was so fat and inflamed, actually to the point where my parents, we did family photos. And I was so heavy at the time. We took the photos when I was at my heaviest. And usually we would take my family photos like every eight years. It was kind of like a thing, like every eight years we would take the family photos. And um, we took them that year and I was really heavy. And the next year we find ourselves family back taking photos again. And I'm like, we, we only take our family photos every eight years. Why are we doing this again? Well, it's because I look so disgustingly fat in the pictures. <laughs> My parents didn't want, they never put those pictures up on the wall every year, every eight years, it was take the pictures, put them up on the wall, take the pictures, put them up on the wall. These pictures never made it up. And it was because of me. And it was like, it was not a thing that like motivated me. It was just like a fun thing. Like when I look back now, I'm like, "Hey, that's why they wouldn't put those on the wall because it, I was so heavy. But, um, and I went on this quest, and I got into working out. I got into fitness, and that's when I became a personal trainer. I went out to San Diego. I was a trainer for five years, and then I opened up Gabriel Fitness uh, in 2007. So that's kind of like my story. But I've always been, you know, interested in fitness ever since the, the sixth grade. Um, I'm a guy that never was. You know, a lot of typical athletes um, are the constantly in shape. Right? They're always fit. They're, they don't even have to try very hard to be fit. I was not that kid. I was the fat kid that always had to work hard, to lose weight, to struggle. I've never been ripped a day in my life to that. I've never been ripped a day in my life. And because of that, I have this uh, ability to connect with other people that are fighting that same fight that this stuff is not easy. Mm. Uh, it, it, the fitness thing is not the easy thing, uh, especially, and we can talk about this more as we both now have kids and, you know, I'm in my forties now, so I just, just turned 40. Uh, are you, are you 40 yet? No, no, no. How old? <laughs> Well,
1: I'll be 38 next week, but
0: thirty yeah. you're like, they're not that far away. So you're, you're, you're
1: actually the, when this airs, I, it will be the, the first day into my 38. Right.
0: So yep. you're getting there, you're getting there. Um, but like what, how, so obviously, you know, we went through this as I went through it as a sixth grader and went through it as, as a college kid, but the fitness thing as an adult, late thirties, early forties, when you're trying to balance kids and build a career, that is when it gets really hard right and and the problem is we're we're climbing this uphill battle of f- fighting the loss of testosterone as a man, fighting for a woman it's having kids and then having to lose that amount of that weight from having the kids and stuff like that so it's just there's just a lot working against you. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's the stuff we're talking about is so important for, for, for the people that at advantage strength that I've been to your gym and I've seen the people that work there and they're wonderful people. Ann Arbor is one of my favorite communities out there, uh, because of advantage strength and Zingerman's because, uh, those two businesses, yeah. but, um, it, on, it, on equal levels probably. Yeah. Yeah. And no, but it's, it's, it's just really, it's just really necessary for this podcast to be out. It's necessary for your gym to be in Ann Arbor uh, because the stuff that we're talking about staying fit after you hit 30 and you got a couple kids and you're kind of trying to climb the corporate ladder and do all this stuff. It, it's, it's not easy. It's not. And uh, we're here to tell you and give you the strategies that can help you get, 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 not get through it, but to thrive through it.
1: Yeah. So you have a really unique way of, of connecting. I think it's easy for people to say, you know, a former athlete, gym guy, you can make some assumptions based on those two things. Um, but you, you've clearly not, you know, taken that path. You've not lived that path. So you've got a really unique way to connect with the, the people who are training in your place. And, um, and the reason i wanted to get you on here today is cuz i know you've you've leaned pretty heavily on the idea of of mindset not only that but of your success pyramid and i think um that is really worth a conversation because it has it has helped your people tremendously thousands of people uh in your community it's helped them um and it's and it's something that we talk about too a lot on this show is that balanced approach um and not not just it's not about you know going in screaming hard, like, like going crazy bananas, tough workouts every single day. Um, but it's more of like this balanced approach. And there are some really key things that you've touched on with this pyramid that are essential for people to have success. So um, it started with mindset, but I think we should probably talk about the the total package um, and how you know you've built this up and how it how it has become part of the culture at your place and sort of part of the personality of, of what you guys are doing there. Um, so let's start with mindset uh, or yeah. I guess talk about the period, the pyramid in, in general, and then we'll start with mindset.
0: So, so the pyramid in general consists of four things. It's, it's the bot, the base of the pyramid is your mindset and that's just essentially the way you think. Um, the second one up is to eat clean, right? So that's your food and your nutrition. Then it's trained smart. Right. So you're training and not, you know, getting banged up all the time. You're actually doing things that are going to keep you training for a while. And then the fourth one, the tip of the pyramid is recover. Right. So the the base of the pyramid for myself and why I created it, because I wanted to adopt a lifestyle. I wanted the clients that were training at my gym, just like I know you're doing these things at advantage. Um I, I wanted to teach people a a way of living that was just beyond a workout. And The way I can explain the pyramid is this. If someone comes and trains at my gym or yours and they adopt this pyramid, our job is to educate you on those four things, on the growth mindset, on e clean, train smart, and recover so well that if you do move away. Right. And this happens, you know, I I know we've had tons of clients move to South Carolina and Florida and retire and all that stuff. And, um, that you, we do a good job of teaching you these things that you adopt them into your life so well that when you move to your, 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 um, new, new home, 3000 miles away or wherever it is that these is, this is still part of your life. So that's really the premise of why I created this pyramid is to be able to teach people a specific style of life, um, to help them stay healthy for the long haul. So that's, that's it. So the first part is, 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 and we say mindset, but it's really a specific type of mindset. It's called a growth mindset. And this is obviously something I did not invent. Um, I can. There's a few books in the world that have completely changed my life and my way of thinking. And one of them is by far the book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And I know you've read this book and I know you've had a lot of different experiences with it. Um, but Dweck is a researcher from Stanford that did you know tons and tons of research mostly with children uh tons and tons of research on these two different ways of thinking and she she talks about them very clearly that you can either think with a growth mindset or you can think with something called a fixed mindset and I'll just really quickly so so the growth mindset really teaches people to think in a way that when you make a mistake or when you fail at something, that that is simply just information for you to learn, grow, and improve and and, and to get better. That uh, when you think with a growth mindset, you don't label yourself with this A um, hey, well, I am fixed, meaning I have a certain level of intelligence or a certain level of athletic ability or a certain level of skill. The growth mindset always leaves this potential that you can improve. It doesn't say that you can be Michael Jordan, right? It doesn't say that anyone can be Michael Jordan. And that's not like, you know, that's just silly thinking. What it does say is that where you are now, you have the ability to work hard put a lot of effort in and make it better. And the fixed mindset is this belief that you're just, that you're fixed, right? That, that you are as you are and God gave you a certain amount of this and a certain amount of that. And there's really not a sense in, you know, trying to get better and trying to improve because it is the way it is. And a lot of people think like this and we think, yeah, kids think like that. And kids, the, the, the prime example is a, a kid has a bad game. So they label themselves a bad player. That's what the fixed mindset is. It's this belief that because of one event or one experience, that it is the way it is and it's not going to improve. And adults try and get, get – adults get into this mindset too with, all right, they have a bad stretch of food. Or a bad stretch, or, or this working out thing, or this fitness thing is just not—it's uh, just not for me. It's just not—I'm not built for it. Um, so that's a, so we try and teach people to think with this growth-minded um, approach. In that, all of the things that you experience and all the failures you have it, so the what it really does, Brian. It like it gets you to appreciate failure. Right. So I I now appreciate the mistakes I make. I appreciate the mistakes that my kids make. When my kid screws up and does something bad, um, I don't like go into this like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. I think like, okay, what are we going to learn from this? All right. When I see an adult and they get on the scale and they've gained 20 pounds, I'm like, okay, well, that stinks. But how are we going to what do we learn from this? What happened? that made that. So it's this way of thinking that you're not focused so much on what happened, you're focused on what did you learn from that and how can you carry that moving forward. So it, it, it and it's funny because I you know, we are in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey and we have some of the most successful people in around. There's doctors, there's lawyers, there's <gasps> high high level business people. And it's funny how many of them have learned this mindset, which originally was designed to teach kids. It's originally built because we trained, we started, you know, mainly like you working with like mostly youth athletes. And I originally created the pyramid for them. Right. And thinking this support, but now I'm realizing, Hey, just cause this guy is on wall street and he's killing it. It doesn't mean he doesn't need a reminder uh, about mindset. And so we're, we're finding all these people coming out of the woodwork um, and, and, and really appreciating us having this on the wall, really appreciating us speaking about this in our emails. And I wrote an email called Mindset Monday every Monday for three plus years. And then I turned that into my first book. My first book was called The Ultimate Success Mindset, which essentially took all of the Mindset Monday emails that I wrote and compiled them into a, a book. Uh, for that. And if actually, if any of your listeners want uh, a copy of the book, have them reach out to me and be happy to send them a copy uh, of it. But um, so, so essentially it's this, so I wrote this email every Monday, every Monday, every Monday, and it's coming, I'm getting all these responses from all these people. I'm like, this guy, he's, he's more successful than I'll ever be in my entire life. And why is he responding saying, Hey, thanks for writing this email. Um, Because I realized like everyone needs that Reminder in their life. And I've said this so many times to you. It's like most of the time you need to be reminded more than you need to be taught something new. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I I think that the mindset thing and that constant reminder that, hey, it's like, you know, it is what it is, but what did you learn? How are you going to grow from this? And where are you going to take this lesson to be able to make your life better from there?
1: Well, and I, just to add to that a little bit, I, I do want to talk about the eat clean, the train smart and the yeah. recovery part, but just to add to that a little bit, I think when you have a, a growth mindset, y- you take failure better, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's less stressful. And I think the, the more you can just kind of observe failures for not as the end of the world, but what they are like, Oh, that didn't work. Um, and then you can go about exploring some, some new options. I think number one, that, that, is a healthy way to deal with, with what could be a pretty stressful situation. And the cool thing about it is, especially with who we're talking to are people, you know, who are trying to lose weight, trying to to stay active, maybe despite some injuries, when you see this, or when you take things this way, you, number one, you start to explore new upper new ways to solve a problem. Um, But it's also less stress overall. And when you have like a lower stress load across your body, across your life, things, good things tend to happen that we tend to go in the direction that we, that we want to go. And so I think I've talked about this before in this, in this show, but you know, the overall stress load and the, the freaking out because you know, you gained two pounds, three pounds, whatever it might be. It's all just part of the, it's all just part of the journey, I guess. And um, this, this whole thing about mindset is instead of saying and going immediately to, well, I failed there. You're immediately going to sort of this rehash, like, hmm, what did I do over the last couple of weeks? What what could I have improved upon over the last couple of weeks? And then that gives you a direction to go forward. It's not just this helpless feeling of, well, I've been working my ass off in here, and now I've failed. Um, but now you're actually looking for solutions rather than just staring at the problem. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the things, and I've learned this from uh, from Tony Robbins is that you, you You give yourself 90 seconds, right? You give yourself 90 seconds to feel like crap and something bad happens. And then all of a sudden after 90 seconds, then it's, you're moved on and you're kind of on to the next thing. Um, and I think that the growth mindset, it's kind of like this learned skill that you create this switch, right? When you realize that like, all right, how am I thinking? How am I looking at this situation or this process? And you start to, it decreased the amount of time that it takes to turn it into a lesson and really something positive. And I think that's a learned skill, right? That's something that you're going to have to learn. Um, but because when, when, when suffering comes when we just wallow, right. And we just suffer and we just kind of dwell on things for extended periods of time. That's when you just suffer and life's too short to to spend that that amount of time suffering all the time. So it's like the, the, the more you can develop this switch of how you can shift your thinking from that fixed to a growth mindset, uh, the happier you're going to be, right? The healthier you're probably going to be. And um, it's, just a, it's just a great way um, to live your life, but it's not something that's necessarily easy, all right? And um, the way you think about the growth mindset is also it's, it's, it's kind of something we are all born with but it's something we all lose and we have to work to get it back. So the way you think about it is, you know, when was the last time that you saw a baby that just quit crawling? Like you didn't. Right, the baby doesn't quit crawling. The baby doesn't, the baby crawls and then it tries to crawl and then it stops and it cries and then it just keeps crawling. And then all of a sudden it stands up and it stands there for a little bit, right? And then it falls down and it cries and then it stands back up and it cries. And then it starts to take a couple steps and then it falls and it cries. And then it just takes a few more steps and it just keeps going. It doesn't need any external feedback. It just, the, internally, it just goes until it walks and we all have that inside of us um, but we lose it along the way and we lose it from our parents saying you got to do things this way and we lose it from outside people saying this we lose it from society saying to do this but we all have the innate ability to think this way is that they were just like We don't, we just don't, we don't care about like the result of it. We just realize it's all learning. And then they learned when they fell and they realized that they, they, all right, they're going to do it differently the next time. And then they stood and then they walked. And that's like, you almost got to kind of bring yourself back to when you were a baby and you're a little kid. And that's, that's when you get, So I look at my son and when my son is, he's three, when he's playing with his toys, he is in this flow state that it's just like, he's not thinking about what he's having for lunch. He's not thinking about it. he's just playing. And, you know, as adults, we, we totally have lost that. We totally have lost that. And it's not an easy thing to get back. Um, but a, a, a way to start that process back is to have this tangible tool of uh, your uh, recognizing when you're thinking like a, like a real adult and, realizing that you need to start thinking more like a baby and just kind of getting over it and moving on.
1: Yeah. And the brilliance, like the whole, the brilliance of the whole mindset thing is that it takes something that like, I'm sure before you read the book and before you heard about this concept and Dweck's research and stuff like that, I, I'm sure you kind of knew that that was a good way to operate, but <clears throat> this puts a label on it and a yeah. to it and just puts a pin on what exactly that is. Um, and so it makes it really easy to use. Yep. For sure. Well, let's talk about, um, let's work our way up the pyramid a little bit. I think everybody has sort of heard plenty of uh, phrases like you can't, you can't out train a bad diet, et cetera, et cetera. But the next thing on the pyramid I think very purposely is eat clean. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the, your stance on nutrition. I will say, um, two episodes ago we had your buddy Tom Langton on, we talked Good, a little bit about a little bit about nutrition, <clears throat> but um, so he he covered quite a few of those bases. And if you didn't hear that episode, that was episode eighteen. This is episode twenty. Um, so, it talk a little bit about the eat clean, where it came from, and how you see it playing out in your in your facility.
0: Yeah, and, and eat clean is like it, it's before and we purposely put it before training, and it's like okay you have mindset and you have to be clean. What we do for a living is we train people. Why is that the third thing in this whole thing? And we, we just realized that one of the things, and we, we have this new thing that we're doing um, right now. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there about weight loss. And we train a very similar market to you guys. And like, it's 40, 40 plus. There's a lot of people that are, you know, in their forties and fifties and even sixties. And, more importantly than losing weight, it's, it's how they feel, right? And so we're starting to take some of the success stories of our clients and really looking at um, how do they feel. And our goal is to help people feel younger. That is our goal. And actually, it's funny. I'm going to show you this sign right here. This is <laughs> – oh, yeah. <that's> a, <laughs> so I feel better at 52 than I did at 40. Well who, well, who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want that? Do, do you, what would you rather have, lose five pounds or to feel like you did when you were 12 years younger? And I think that that is your, the food that you eat. is is the fastest way to start feeling better. The hydration levels that you put into your body, the quality of the food, um, I I believe working and working out, and obviously it's what I do for a living, right? I teach people how to work out. But the reality is, is the food you eat is the fastest way to start to feel better. And you've heard of people that all of a sudden they stop eating so much sugar and they stop eating gluten and they stop eating so much dairy. And all of a sudden they just like, their head, my head feels clear, like everything feels better. So it's just like, and 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 this is like, it's something I hate to say this, but th- you you can still feel better and you can still lose weight even without exercising at all. It's the worst thing for me to say, and it's the worst thing for me to say for my gym and for yours, but the reality is it is, it is the truth. It is the truth that you can be really successful with your health if you just ate really, really clean. And ate good food and drank lots of water and, you know, ate food from good clean sources and, and stuff like that. So I just look at that as I know what people want. I know they want to feel younger. I know they want to lose weight. I know they want to just overall get fit and healthy. And the, the reality is you work out three days a week. Um, you are left to your own devices, the other hundreds of hours throughout the week. And That is just a a, a big area of focus that we like to put on that if you're not spending time thinking about what you're eating, if you're just kind of letting it go and saying, oh, I'll just eat whatever's there today and you don't plan that out, um, you're not putting yourself in a good situation to set up for long-term health. So that is why that's second in the pyramid, but you know, and I'm, I'm not going to really get into, I'm sure Tom did a great job of getting into the specifics of the habits, but this is really the foundation behind it is that it is like such a, if you can get your food down and you can get to the point where 80 to 90% of the time that you're putting the right fuel in your body. Uh, you just ultimately are going to feel better. When you feel better, you're going to want to work out more. When you feel better, you're going to be happier. When you feel better, your relationships are going to be better. So it's just like the one thing you can start doing to make everything in your life much better.
1: Yeah. And to to go back a little bit, I'm going to run screaming to the uh, defense of the train smart, the next part of the uh, of the I'm gonna run screaming to the defense and yeah. say that I, I agree with you 100%. I think you can make a lot of changes if you just change your nutrition and and eat better. Um, but what we found here is that our members it's like one good thing create like creates this desire to do the next good thing. So if they come in for a morning workout, then all of a sudden when that lunch, like that 10, 11 o'clock snack that they usually go to get that they know they shouldn't be in the break room, they feel good and they have energy from the workout and that all of a sudden they just, it's not a willpower thing anymore. They decide, they say, you know what? I feel pretty good. I don't, I don't need that. And yeah. then when it comes to lunchtime and everybody's going out to lunch and everybody's ordering, uh, ordering burgers that you finally feel good about getting the salad. Cause you're like, you know what? I'm on a roll today. I'm going to keep this going. Um, So I I think the training part, you know, there's physiological benefits and all that, and we don't really need to talk about that on this show, but, um, that is a piece of the puzzle that keeps the needle moving, keeps you, it it takes willpower out of the equation because you just feel so damn good that you, you want to do those things.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you haven't, uh, if your listeners haven't read the book, uh, the power of habit, it, it talks about something called keystone habits. And basically, keystone habits are very specific things that you do um, to make other things kind of just a lot easier in kick and kicking gear. And they talk about in the book, exercise is such a keystone habit, right? So when you exercise and you exercise regularly, you're apt to sleep better. When you exercise regularly, you're probably like you just said, you're going to be more disciplined to want to eat cleaner food. When you exercise, you know, you're, you're probably going to be, you know, you're releasing all these brain chemicals that are going to make you think clearer and be happier. So, um, I, I, I certainly believe this. And again, it's, it's more of a teaching tool for us. So you could probably take the pyramid, and put them side by side, uh, if that, but, um, the reality is, I mean, f- your body was meant to move like you know the lord put us on this planet to to for to meant to exercise it's like animals you know animals need to exercise they need to go out we we're, we're the same thing and we need to be moving our body and i i like you know um you know me personally where i'm at i try and do something physical every day And that is not to say that I'm working out in my gym every day. That couldn't be further from the truth. If anything, that's only three days a week that I'm actually working out. But the other days, it's like I go and I'll go for a walk. I have this one habit because I know you wanted me to share some different habits and hacks and things. But um, every Sunday, Sunday is like my walk day. Um, I spend the day with the kids all day. And then um, Sunday, like, like evening, I'll go. I'll put a podcast in. I'll get prepped for my week usually it's some kind of like inspirational podcast like the last one i listened to a tony robbins podcast a lot yeah the other day and i'll just walk in the woods for like an hour and that's my exercise for the day so i'm not i'm not i'm sweating like a little bit but not crazy depending on how hot it is but that's me just being active and moving. So it's not to say I don't look at exercise or train smart as you beating your, yourself to the ground and you, you know, having to lay down in a in your puddle of your own sweat, um, that there's a time for that, but there's also the time just to keep your body moving. And a simple walk is one of the most important things that, that you could do for your health, but also doing things like, um, you know, I picked up the habit last year in January of starting to play basketball again. And I play basketball once a week on Saturday mornings. And I will tell you, and my wife says, like, I don't get excited about much stuff. But, like, I – it was like Christmas for me. I'm, like, laying on my clothes to play basketball the next day. And, like, it was like I get so pissed. Actually, we just restarted the year. Cause we took the summer off and we just restarted. And the first week we didn't have enough guys to play. And I'm like getting all angry that like no one, no one no wants, no one wants to play. But that was one thing I put back into my train smart that I hadn't done for years. I hadn't played basketball in years. And I added that in on a Saturday morning I get up at seven o'clock on Saturday morning, play basketball for a couple hours. Um, and it was just, it, it was just amazing, but that's train smart too. It's, it's not all about, and again, we make our living on, getting people to lift weights and be in a gym. Um, And there definitely, that has to be a foundational thing that keeps you on track. Um, But other things like walking and going out and playing sports, playing tennis and and basketball, golf and all that stuff is important just to, for you to live a healthy, um, active life. So train smart is not just uh, hitting it hard, you know, hitting the weights hard uh, in the gym. It's about, you know, living this uh, really, you know, fit life.
1: Awesome. And we, we don't have it laid out like you do. I suppose you could turn the fit life formula into a, into a pyramid of sorts, but you know, we're talking about the, the biggest part of the fit life formula, the highest number in the fit life formula is three. And that is do three things that you love to do, whether it's yoga, whether it's gardening, whether it's, uh, you know, going to the playground with the kids and actually playing on the playground with your kids, Right, right. Um, you know, that's all training too. That's all exercise. That's all movement, which we all need. Um, So yeah, that, that pairs up really nicely with that. Sorry.
0: I'm just putting my charger in.
1: No problem. We don't want to lose you.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, And then recovery, you know, recovery I think is is the tip of the pyramid, but I think everybody should have their recovery tactics. I know you have a number that you might be able to talk about, but um, you know, recovery is, is an important thing. And I think a lot of it is, learning how to be relatively stress free anyway, nobody's going to be stress free, but, um, you know, stressing less have having a lower stress load on you. Um, but talk a little bit about recovery, two minutes, two minutes on recovery.
0: So, I mean, my, there, there's really two things that I think if I had to really take recovery down, um, to two things, it would be, uh, sleeping and breathing. So, uh, we all, I don't need to tell your audience that, that, that getting enough sleep is important, right? They all know that they know that Um, it's, it's important for living longer. It's important for brain function. It's important for energy. It's just, I mean, so having, uh, again, I'm not even going to get into all the sleep tips, but that is like, if I'm going to say you're going to focus on recovery, it's like, don't do anything else until you're getting a really good night's sleep. Um, and if you don't, you're not going to get inside the things you should be doing should be aiding towards getting a good night sleep. Um, but the second thing is reducing stress. And you talked about, yeah, no, there's no way that we're going to be stress free, right? We can, unless we like move to an island and don't have anything to do, right? But if we're working and we're busy and we got kids and stuff flying around in life, there's going to be stress. But it really it's all that matters is how you battle it. Well, your breath is the absolute best way that you can battle stress. And so that for that, I, one, I, I have a non-negotiable tactic of some form of, of meditation in the morning where I will get up and the first thing I will do is some of meditation. And usually it's in the form of a breathing exercise. Um, the easiest and simplest one that I can give to your listeners is the 4-6 method. And that's essentially you breathe in through your nose and you breathe out through your mouth. And you do that for uh, for anywhere from, you know, I do it for 20 minutes in the morning. But you can start with five and just breathe in for four and out for six. And essentially what that's doing is that's a form of what's called biofeedback, okay? And biofeedback just helps you shift from this uh sympathetic state. So when we're in fight or flight and we're stressed and we're like this all the time, we're in our, our sympathetic nervous system is on overdrive. And your parasympathetic is when you're, it's called rest and digest. It's when you're calm and everything is good. And so breathing will help you shift from that parasympathetic or from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. So If you can adopt, if there's one good recovery tip that I can say that is that it needs to be created into a habit, it is your ability to breathe on a regular basis. And what happens is you build this up. It's almost like a muscle that as you do these breathing drills, your body uh, automatically responds better to stress because you've done the work on the back end. So uh, that is the one thing like, and that's non-negotiable for me in the morning, I do not go a day without doing some type of breathing. Maybe sometimes it's only five minutes, but I'm I'm doing, you know, my four, six breathing most days. And sometimes I'll even there, there's a lot of other things that I could talk about uh, that I may do. Uh, I'm not going to on this because it could be getting deeper into the weeds of some stuff. Um, but I think that's a real basic tip and habit that I can get for recovery. Cool.
1: And, you know, I th- that's super valid. And I think a lot of times you people, as soon as they sometimes people, as soon as they hear meditation, they're like, Oop, I'm out. Not yeah. for me. Yeah,
0: uh, it's, it's really not. If you think about it, it's really not meditation. I sit in my chair in my office and I breathe in for four and out for six. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not like doing any mantras. I'm not doing anything. It's just breathing.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll share a a personal story on that too. And sort of the, the, there, I can pinpoint one time to where I, where I remember feeling very distinctly the power of that breathing, uh, like a breathing exercise. I was at the, the RPR level one clinic in Columbus. um, And it's this, basically this series of mm, almost like trigger points where you can, you know, you can rub a certain area and sort of cue certain muscles in your body. So, um, anyway, we were doing the, the release or the wake up for the diaphragm, which is the main breathing muscle. And so the, the exercise was, you know, breathe, sit up tall in your chair, breathe normally. And we do this, um, this exercise like you're kind of rubbing up under your rib cage, uh, feeling for knots and stuff like that around the diaphragm. And it sort of cues and frees up your diaphragm to move well. And then after that, like once you kind of get the manipulation done, you go and you breathe for, it was just two minutes, I think. And at some point in breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, I was getting deeper breaths. I was, you know, sitting with better posture. Um, and at some point I had this, like, it felt like literally it felt like a high, like it felt, I was like almost euphoric just from breathing properly. Right. <laughs> so um, it can be a really powerful thing. And actually just a couple episodes ago, um, I reused an old hockey strength podcast and, um, talked to a guy about breathing, but, um, didn't get quite into that much of it, but you know, just the, the ability to, it's something you can do anywhere. It's something that you, you can get a lot out of, and it just takes you down a level. It just takes you down a notch and helps your, your brain work clearly, um, helps you feel better and it's free. And you can do it anywhere. So great that's tip awesome. there.
0: That's also awesome. actually that's a good reminder. I'm going to go get my diaphragm released from my massage therapist.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, um, so maybe that's another episode. But um,
0: I, I, I honestly, it probably should be because that thing. I think there's so many things that 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 little things like that that there's like these roadblocks in the way and maybe all the breathing in the world is not going to help. It's more of like, there's this, it's almost like there's this, you know, you're trying to get down a road and there's a big tree. And as much as you try and go around it or even over it, it's not working. Right. But if someone just took the tree out off the road, you'd just be able to cruise right by. And that diaphragm release is probably something where it's like taking the tree out of the road. It's just like one little thing that you do just, just opens everything up. Um, I've seen that with massage and trigger point therapy, you know, with like someone's got a bad shoulder and a massage therapist kind of releases the peck and all of a sudden the shoulder's fine, right? Right. They're about to go get surgery and you know, five minutes of rubbing their pec, and uh, they're, they're good. <laughs> so it's like, there's, there's things like, and I, and I think too, Brian, that's our job as coaches is to, pour, I, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but, like, our job as leaders, right, is not only to train people, right, but to put people in the right place. Like, where do, where does someone need to be? I have sent – and I know you know Charlie Weingroff, who's a good friend of mine, who's the world's best th- physical therapist who charges 600 bucks an hour for physical therapy. But I have sent many people to Charlie that I could not help myself, and I sent them to Charlie, and he, like, whips them up, and in one session, they're, they don't have to have surgery and in one session, they, you know, they went from having debilitating knee pain to having no knee pain at all. Um, so a lot of our job, too, is finding those situations to put people in because there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there that's good, but there's also a lot out there that's a bunch of crap. So, you know, that's, you know, partly our work as as trainers is to be able to make sure that we're putting people in the right place for those things.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I think it all, it like the pyramid says, it, it all starts with mindset. And, yep. um, you know, the, the people that we work with and ourselves, um, as coaches just needing to have a, a, the right mindset to where we don't see road, roadblocks as problems. We see them as, as learning opportunities. So yeah, for sure. Well, Vince, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for the chat. This is, um, I think there's a ton of value here and, uh, you know, I think listeners are going to get a ton out of this if they want to Talk to you anymore? Is there is there a good way to get a hold of you? Is this yeah, shoot
0: me an email? Just it's just fintechabrilfitness dot uh, Happy to answer any questions, especially if it's from uh, your members. Um, but also, you know, again, I uh, you know I've seen, I've been in your gym, I've seen the types of things that you do. I see the type of environment it is. And, you know, I am, uh, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of Ann Arbor and obviously I love advantage strength. I'm a huge Zingerman's fan as I'm good friends with the owner, Ari. Um, and you know, my, my call to all the people in the Ann Arbor area is that you have, uh, it, it, uh, what would potentially, and this is unsolicited by the way, Brian did not ask me to say this, um, but I you actually encouraged you not to, an, but all right, uh, go ahead. An undiscovered uh, gem. And this is to the people that are working out at advantage. I mean, I think you guys, you know, are one of the, the best gyms around. One of the best I, I, I work with, you know, I have 50 gyms that I work with on a regular basis. I have hundreds of gyms that I coach all around the country. Um, I think advantage strength is one of the best in the country. And I think that for the Ann Arbor, people that are already at advantage job well done you found the place that you can stay for a really long time for those of you that are not at advantage i encourage you to definitely give it a shot because it is a a a, an unbelievable family environment where you become um this is good last thing so i i was seth godin is one of the most famous authors in the world he's a writer on marketing he's written tons of great books um, if, you, if your listeners don't know who uh, he is, they should probably look him up. His name's Seth Godin. But I had a conversation with Seth about gyms. And we we're talking about gyms. And you own a gym. And he basically said, you know, the gym I would want to go to, you know, would help me be fit, would help me be strong. But in the things they taught me, it would help me be a better person. And that, are the, that, that is what the, the, one of the smartest men in the planet uh, thinks about what a gym should do. And I know, I know this for a fact um, that the people that go to Advantage Strength, based on what they've learned and what they've been able to accomplish, become better human beings for being a part, you know, of that facility. So. Um, I know that's what we strive to do at my gym and Gabriel fitness. I know that's what you're doing right now. So my call to all the Ann Arbor people that have yet to step into advantage is to go.
1: The easiest way to do that, uh, is to just email me, Brian, B R I A N at advantage Vince, I really appreciate that. And, you know, just so everybody knows who's listening, I would still be kind of hacking away at this youth thing. Um, if it weren't for you. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't be serving the 40 to 60 year old people of Ann Arbor like we are today, if it weren't for you. So I appreciate that. Um, but great information from you today, Vince. Thanks so much. And, uh, appreciate the time guys. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. Remember until next time, follow the fit life formula. That's three days a week of doing something you love two days a week of strength training and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs)